All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to see you all. Okay. One second, bro. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's give it up for our worship team. They always do a phenomenal job. And uh, I don't know if I, I should say it now, but you know, Daryl Jones, next Sunday will be his last Sunday. No? Oh, my bad. Oh, the end of July. Daryl is moving. To St. Thomas, the Jones. I gotta keep. I gotta get ready for that. I'm not. I'm not ready, bro. But um, our worship team is awesome. Thank God for that. And, uh, and let's, let's thank Brielle. What an amazing yeah. job. That experience. I, I love what she said there uh, about that experience. And, right. and, and that's what God wants us to do, is to experience uh, this Christian life. You know, um, the title of the lesson this morning, God wants the real you. You know, that could be threatening <laughs> if we like to pretend. And then it can be liberating if we got the Popeye attitude. You know what I'm saying? I am what I am. Right? It is what it is. And uh, I, I, just, I just love that about our God because he's not looking for a performance. He's looking for us to be honest. Now, I honestly want to encourage you right now because some amazing things are going on in the kingdom. Where is, uh, where's Franz at? Franz, stand up, Franz. You see that? Franz was just engaged a few weeks ago, this sister named Esther. And he's, uh, he came from the, the church in Haiti, and, and now they're engaged, he and Esther. So, brother, congratulations. Can't wait to meet her and to see what God's doing. Can you go down to the other picture? Uh, a couple weeks ago, our New Jersey staff, uh, we, we have a monthly time. It's on the bottom. There we go. One of the things that we're trying to do as a staff is we, we want to not only keep it real, but we want to bond. We, we want to have fun. And so this is one of our, uh, our outings. We all went bowling. And I got to tell you, Sari Murdoch can bowl. She won the first game. She did. But we had an absolute blast being together and creating unity, creating bonds and, and memories. And you know, it is so important, guys, that we continue 
to do that. You know, this summer is going to be an opportunity for a lot of bonding to happen. Go back. A lot of an opportunity. As Sari said, we're going to be meeting in our uh, the, the county groups and next. Uh, well, this week, there'll be a survey that goes out and, and we're going to have these different locations. And uh, again, we'll explain some more about that. But we really want to have a, a, an impact uh, in our community, but on each other. And part of how we can do that is by keeping it real. Are you with me? I want to ask you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. We're going to read a parable. So teachers may uh, be teaching it again. Matthew 21, and let's read together. Verse 28. Parable of two sons. Jesus says, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not. What? Not in my house. No. <laughs> he answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. <laughs> Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they answered, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe. You know, I love Jesus's parables because they're sometimes complicated, yet sometimes the, when, when you get the message, it's like, ooh. Because sometimes we can read the Bible and we don't apply it to us. That's when you know that you're either becoming religious or you're out of touch. When you read the Bible and think about somebody else, you, you got to check that. See, this first son had a gift, and his gift was honesty. All right? It's not moving. Okay. Honesty brings closeness. Think about this. The father comes to him and says, hey, son, I'm taking care of you. I'm paying your college tuition. I I I'm giving you food. I'm paying insurance. Can you go out and work in the vineyard? No. What would have been my response? He said no. You know, people who tell you what they really think are special. Because they're not afraid of being honest. Now, 
Some of us be, you know, like, yeah, that's me. I tell what's on my mind. Now, it might be sinful as all get up. You may be keeping it real, but it's really sinful. So you need to check that. But we're talking about being honest. We're talking about being vulnerable. We're talking about being real. We're talking about, can you help? No, I don't want to help. Why? Because I don't want to. I don't feel like it, right? What do you think of my uh, dress? Mm, husbands, you know. It looks nice, honey. Stop lying. No. I'm getting in trouble. I'm getting in trouble. No, seriously. Have, have you ever been asked to do something good, but, but you didn't like doing it? See, that's where the first son was at. Instead of trying to hide what he really thought, he told his dad directly. See, honesty brings closeness. His dad probably wasn't happy with the answer, but at least his dad knew where his son stood. It wasn't a mystery. Hey, where's he at? What's going on? But you know, honesty also brings changes. The son clearly thought about what his dad had said to him. And he stopped and he says, you know, my dad is paying my car payment. My dad is taking care of my insurance. My dad is feeding me my clothes, my house. Teens, you, can, you, can you relate, teen? Amen. All right. He clearly thought about it. And after some thought, says he changed his mind. Something came over him. He said, you know what? I'm going out and I'm going to work the vineyard. How does that relate to you and I? See, when we are honest, you don't have to spend energy covering up a lie or being insecure about what others think. Right? Honesty provides an opportunity for real reflection. Why did I not respond to that text? Because I don't want to get into a conversation. Sometimes I don't text certain people back, and hear me out, because it's going to be a long conversation. So I pick up the phone and say, can we talk? Because I'm telling my, my fingers get a little tired. But when your mind is clear and you're uncluttered by deceit, there is the space to tell yourself the truth and change what you need to. See, how do you feel about being real with God? Do you tell him what you really think? How disappointed you are that this prayer wasn't answered, that that didn't work out, that this is happening in my life. And I don't understand. Do you think, God, you're being unfair? He wants to know because he already knows, right? See, do you 
how do you feel about being real with God and others, especially if that honesty might not paint you in a flattering light? Let me tell you something. Some of us, we don't read our Bibles like we should. But we're too afraid to say, I'm undisciplined and I don't read my Bible because I'm distracted looking at social media. Right? I found out sometimes in church, people are on social media. I was like, what? During my lesson? <laughs> How dare you? I'm messing with you. I was like, wow. Actually, I do the same thing. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. But no, seriously. We, we have to understand. Honesty brings closeness. We need that in our relationships. Let's continue. Verse 30. It says, then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. You know, the, the, every time I read this, I think about the kingdom kid. Giving the right answer. And yet, that's not what God wants. Now, you got to realize the kingdom kid has learned to give the right answer from the kingdom parent. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> we can give the right answer. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm not good. I'm mad, right? I'm mad. I'm disappointed. I'm afraid. You know, the second point here Hiding brings only temporary relief. See, why do you think the second son wasn't honest like the first son? You know, maybe he was afraid of what his father would think of him if he were honest. Maybe he thought he could get away with it uh, and, and his father wouldn't find out. But here's the thing, church, we got to continue to remember, lying brings temporary relief relief this son may have avoided some conflict with his dad temporarily but by giving a good sounding answer but he missed out on a close relationship with his dad you know lying hurts lying to someone causes distance it causes damage in our relationships with them whether we know about it or not see the honest son he experienced change while the dishonest son he didn't he didn't experience that and see the two biggest hindrances to change is number one lying to yourself what does james say don't deceive yourself don't read your bible and just say yeah i know yeah i know but not do what it says that's how we're not deceived, is that we do what it says. You guys remember Acts 5? Ananias and Sapphira? You ever wonder? That's right there. Right after the church has this amazing miracle. And 
Peter gets released and they pray and is shaking the foundation of the, the, the world. And, and in the next chapter, God just says, here's a great example. Here's a not so good example. And if you don't know the story, you can read Acts 5. But basically, this couple decided to lie about what they sold their house for. And because they lied, they died. The Bible says in Acts, Acts 5 verse 4, and this is what I think we got we to gotta hear this. You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. And because of that, they both lost their lives because they were trying to pretend and they weren't keeping it real. They were hiding behind what image. They wanted to look good. Man, let me tell you, one of the best things you can do is look bad. So why? So God can get glory because of your weakness, because you're weak, right? See, God is interested in who we really are. And he wants to help us change the things that we in some ways don't even believe we can change on our own. Hiding doesn't give you that power, but honesty does. Let me ask you a question. What are some truths you don't like seeing about yourself? What are some truths that you don't like seeing about yourself? Like I said, we are experts in monitoring other people's behavior and we can look and pinpoint and but yeah, and but you, I'm asking you, what are some truths you don't like seeing about yourself? but you know you need to change. Because God is wanting to dwell there. I believe this summer can be amazing because if we're open, we'll find out that there are people around us that are, ex uh, are, are experienced or are, are experts in certain areas that we need that help. But if we hide, if we act like, oh, we got it together, if we act like, oh, no, I'm good. No, no, no. God can help get truth into us. You know what's a, uh, golf is called the gentleman's game, right? Now, I'm a golfer. I'm like a hacker. A hacker is somebody that plays and, you know, They'll do all right, but you know, usually over 100, under 120. That's a score. So. But the thing I love about the sport is that you got to be honest. How many strokes did it take you to get to the hole? Oh, about six. Eight. Because <laughs> nobody else unless you're on television, <laughs> it's gonna keep track of that. 
But you know, hiding, as I said, it only brings temporary relief. You know, I had something really interesting happen to me on Tuesday. I was in staff, this brother comes up and rubs my belly. Now, I know, I know what she's thinking. Somebody told me earlier, you should have called HR. <laughs> but what he was saying, he was saying, hey, Russ, you're getting a little out of shape. But he didn't say that. I'm, and you know what? True. I put on some pounds. I, I'm not in denial. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But, but. Here's the thing, guys. We can't hide our stuff. It's eventually going to come out. <laughs> yeah, it, both ways. <laughs> but the real issue, what, what do we do with it? Are we into not, we like, no, I'm uh, sucking it in and all. No. You got to start exercising. You got to start eating right. You got to start, you know, no more late night snacks. Change the habits, right? It's a habits thing. What are some truths that you don't like seeing about yourself, but you know you need to change? Lastly, let's keep going here. Matthew 21, verse 31. Last point. Honesty brings the changes we desire. Which of the two sons obeyed his father? This is the ERV version. The Jewish leaders answered the first one, the first son. Jesus said to them, the truth is you are worse than the tax collectors and prostitutes. In fact, they will enter God's kingdom before you enter. John came showing you the right way to live and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes believed John. You saw that happening, but you would not change. You refused to believe him. You know, religious or really changing. Jesus told the religious leaders that they were worse Think about it. They were worse than those with obvious sins because the religious leaders hid. They were in denial and they did not believe they needed to change. You remember when Jesus goes to Simon's house and he's there and the woman comes in with the alabaster jar and she breaks it and she's crying and she's wiping his feet with her, with her hair and kissing his feet. And Jesus says, Simon, you didn't kiss my feet. <laughs> you didn't serve me. He says, those that have been forgiven little, love little. See, obeying God brings change. No one helps you change more than God. If you're visiting, if you're studying the Bible, no one can help you get to where you want to be more than God. 
It's awesome for the people that's in there and that study the Bible and their help. But if you and you and God aren't getting connected, if you aren't being inspired and hearing God's word to you, then it can be temporary. But like that son who thought about it and who said, you know what? God's he, he's been really good to me. He changed his mind and he went. The Bible, the Bible applied will change your life. You having challenges in your marriage? Apply the Bible. You having challenges in your purity? Apply the Bible. You having challenges just in how you see yourself? Apply the Bible to your life and you will change. Believe what God says and things will change. It's not going to be easy, but oh my gosh, you're not going to say yes and then do no. <laughs> because you're going to experience something really amazing. I want you to listen to this story. I uh, had a, a, you know, Brielle, you know, she talked about experience. Sometimes we need to see what we do and how it affects other people. So like when we give our special contribution, it's good to see how is this actually making a difference? You know, there on our website, uh, Jimmy and his wife who came here from Haiti and he became a Christian uh, early in January. Man, that it was a, a, a direct impact of how our contribution planted that church there that they then got connected to. And now he and his wife are here and he became a Christian. Well, I want you to listen to this story about the Dominican Republic, okay? The, the, the mission team left here in 98 and uh, one of our dear sisters, Sophia Hernandez, who's out in West Jersey, she kind of she started this chain reaction. So let's watch this video and hear the story. And go. Good morning, church. My name is Sofia Hernandez, and I was part of the church in Harlem. And uh, in my group, there was a young teenager that met uh, Rosa. It was Rosa was a girl in her street, as she knew, and she didn't know what to do with her, neither did I. But we had the Bible, and we studied the Bible with Rosa, and she has built my faith. She's an amazing woman who had the kingdom of God in her heart from day one. Here's Rosa. I am Rosa. The minute Sophie studied the Bible with me and she did the church study, and I understood that there was not a church in my country, I got the calling from God to go and join the mission team anytime they were ready for it. And this this was thank you to the special contribution that I was able to go. I was I went to the mission team with my three daughters as a single mom. Hi. My name is Eva. I was also part of the original mission team. I belonged to the church in Queens at the time. And when I got to the Dominican Republic, what I did not know was that I would get a family. I met my husband there, Mauro. He's part of the church here too. And his daughter, Ramona, also became a disciple. She got married in 2020. Her husband is here too. His name is Arodis. And we're just so grateful 
for God and how the special contribution, I mean, we can attest. I had to give my special contribution before going on the vision team and continually give contribution. This is the fruit. Hi, I'm Cindy Garcia and this is my daughter Zoe. And I am Rosa's daughter. And um, one of the things that I am so grateful for is the fact that when we came into the church, we had children's ministry and the children's ministry there um, they had the Pied Pipers back then, which Sophie was part of them. And it was one of the things that impacted my heart, how they were willing to give their hearts to kids to teach them about God. And there I met my husband, and um, my husband, we have a son who is Derek, and this is Zoe, and that has been a blessing. Amen. Hi, I'm Carol Sanchez. I'm from the Dominican Republic. And I was a fruit of all these women because two years after the, the church was planted, I was met at campus by a friend that was met by Cindy walking on the street. So that's how God works. And since then, I've seen God doing miracles in families, in students, in singles, and especially in my heart, in singles moms. And, I, and here's my sister. Hi, my name is Jenny Sanchez. I'm a single mom from Dominican Republic. And as Carol, my sister said, I'm a fruit of her, her faith, her uh, love for me, and uh, never giving up uh, for me to become uh, a Christian. So um, I, I was baptized in 2015. I was in a deep depression, uh, and God took me out of that and, and put me in a spiritual family that gave me purpose. And now I'm here, and I want to thank you. Uh, there's nothing I can say to thank you for your contribution and changing my life and my daughter's too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, it's literally happening all over the world. And we get to be a part of that, right? Honesty brings the changes that we desire. That group of 18 is now six churches, over 1,800 disciples, all in Dominican Republic. You see, after sharing, I'm, I'm sorry, um, so w what are some things that you would like help to change? Because, you know, guys, as I said before, when we come to church, yeah, it's for us and where we need to be thinking, but it's, it's got to be personal. And see, when we go into fellowship, then we can talk about it. You know, here's what I need to change. Can you pray for me about this? What can I pray for you about? And then you actually do it. And then next week you say, hey, how's that going? Actually, it was pretty rough this week. Oh, you know what? I actually forgot what I said. But hold me accountable this week. Right? In conclusion, God wants us to be real. No pretending. No faking, right? Honesty gives us the space to change and it allows people to be close to us and to help us as we help them, as we both point one another back to God.
Who has God put in your life to learn from? Who, who is that person? Man, we need to continue creating this culture that is safe to be real, to be honest. I'm not worried. I'm really, this is my family. I'll say just about anything. Now, my wife would be like, hold it, brother. But honestly, I don't feel fearful like, oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to think. Because you know what I think? You got your stuff too. And if you think you don't, there's a scripture that says, <laughs> but let's be real. Let's allow God to fill us with his spirit so that we can be all that God desires for us to be. Amen.